Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I am here with NPR's Ann Powers. Hello, Robin. Contributor Kiana Faircloth. Hey, Robin. And from Radio Milwaukee, Tariq Moody. Keeping it real with you, Robin. <laughs> Absolutely. It's New Music Friday, and we're looking at the best releases out now on January 27th, starting with Kimbra. She's back with her first new album in five years. It's called A Reckoning. This is the song L.A. Type. Best known for that big hit, you remember, with Gautier, Someone I Used to Know. She's come a long way from that on this new album, A Reckoning. And again, it's a reckoning. It's a reckoning of external factors, everything from environment, health, race, spirituality. But more importantly, this is a reckoning with herself internally. It's almost like a record of therapy. She asks this really poignant question, what's the moment just before you break on the album? The record's co-produced by Sunlux Ryan Lott. Ooh, I'm a big fan of Sunlux. You can hear Sunlux signature, Ryan Lott signature production throughout the record, and that's a good thing. I've always called Kimbra the Earth version of Bjork. That makes sense. Like Bjork, Bjork's out in the Milky Way, somewhere out in the universe. Kimbra is kind of grounded Earth, and that's a compliment to her. Like, it starts off with the track Save Me. And you think it's going to be like this throughout the album. It's not. But Save Me is really the idea of trying to be strong. Like, I can be strong and I can be weak at the same time. One lyric really that grabs me and I totally relate to is like, I got the money to take care of myself, but I spend time on suffering. Yeah, that's that's me, but without the money. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, I listened to this for the first time without really, you know, reading up on what was behind it. And I thought it was a breakup album. There's like so much cleansing energy, as my mm-hmm. Qigong yeah. instructor would say on this record, that I figured she was kicking some bad match to the curb. But it's really, <laughs> it's more than that. I, then I did go on to read that um, the whole record in her view is about conflict and anger, you know, kind of getting rage out. But that's not to say it sounds like primal screams or something, but there is that kind of energy throughout it. She's talking about things that we all deal with. Like you mentioned, the self-sabotage piece, we're all guilty of that. And it's just so refreshing to hear folks actually kind of therapizing through this music. I think that's the through line for all the albums we're gonna talk about today, really. 
you know, everybody's dealing with something and the fact that we're making those things public, it just normalizes it, which is always great. Tariq, you mentioned how this one was co-produced by Ryan Lott, who fronts yeah. Sun Lux, and you do hear his sonic fingerprints across this record, particularly, I think, in the prepared piano that appears on a number mm-hmm. of the tracks. He also sings with her on this really gorgeous cut called Foolish Thinking. Anyone can argue that I'm nobody's fool I saw heartbreak coming and I knew it would be cruel to orchestrate a different kind of song Move your mouth and hands to play along Oh, that's the piano with the dark productions. That is such a Ryan Lott track right there. Love this whole album. Kimbra, back with her first new record in five years. It's called A Reckoning. Also out now on January 27th is a new one from Sam Smith. It's called Gloria. This is the song Unholy. has a rep for being a little corny. So let's just, just get that out there on the table. You know, Not corny. This is not corny. This is not corny. But, you know, we we love Sam Smith for the big ballads, the, the sentimentality, you know. They've often been compared to Adele. And I think that is legit, especially because, I mean, Sam is just gifted with such a lush voice. It, it is just like high-end furniture. You know what I mean? <laughs> so Finally appointed. <laughs> exactly. But at the same time, you know, I think Sam's material hasn't always risen to the genius mm-hmm. and profundity of their voice. But on this album, I think they find their groove, especially yeah. on the bangers, you know, especially on the up-tempo songs. And Sam is really dealing with a lot of issues around body image and, and identity on this album. Sonically, it's in Sam's wheelhouse. There are some great ballads, but what I love are the dance floor bangers. My favorites, I love the one I'm not here to make friends. That song is every summer at Fire Island from like 1979 <laughs> to the present. <laughs> that is, that's, speaking of that song, that has a disco vibe, but that bass line is so Daft Punk, Random Access Memories. 
totally. I feel like, you know, I love the ballad Sam Smith. You know, that's just my personal opinion. I think it's always a good time for a self-love anthem. And, you know, on Love Me More, you know, he just doesn't disappoint for me. It used to burn every insult, every word. But it helped me learn self-worth I had to earn. So I tried every night to sip with sorrow. And eventually it set me free talking about things like you mentioned those themes of acceptance and you know all of those things that we can relate to and I think we're really seeing the true Sam Smith with this album because of the things the themes you know the title track itself Gloria Sam Smith really takes us back to their roots being in the Catholic boys choir growing up Yeah, I'm, I'm with Kiana because, I mean, I love the bangers too. Un Unholy just shakes me to my core. But <laughs> it's, the, it's the themes, it's those more poignant, quiet, you know, moments. There's some powerful interludes, one called Hurting Interlude, another called Dorothy's Interlude. Those are the moments to me that make this such a powerful record. Sam Smith, their absolutely incredible new record, Blew Me Away, is called Gloria. All right, another one out today that we're loving comes from the jazz artist Lakeisha Benjamin. It's called Phoenix. This is the opening cut, American Skin. Revolutionary hope resides precisely among those women who have been abandoned by history. This is not the way things are supposed to be. This might be the way they are now, but they are not supposed to be this way. I truly believe, and men should applaud this, that this is the era of women. Keisha Benjamin's Phoenix really, to me, feels like a reintroduction of who she is to the world, as if she didn't tell us who she was with Pursuance, her album in tribute to John and Alice Coltrane. But this record being co-produced by Terry Lynn Carrington really feels like she's been given the nod from some of the greats. We just heard the voice of Angela Davis right there on the, on the opening track. It doesn't stop there. She has Sonia Sanchez on the record, Wayne Shorter's also talking about women and this being the air for women. That sort of is the through line for her. She's talking about those things that are important to her and really getting deep and really digging into the socio-political ills of Blacks and the contributions of women in America with this album. 
Phoenix, you know, the mythological bird rising from the ashes. Lakeisha talks about how she was in a life-threatening car accident in 2021 and almost lost her life. She brought she broke several bones, she broke her jaw, perforated eardrums. She, she suffered some neurological damage even with a concussion. And this record, from what she says in conversation with her that I had, really feels like she has risen from the ashes and that it doesn't show a leveling up, but just a, a really a here I am. This is who I am now. And she's mm. playing on this record as if she's literally playing for her life. And it's just so passionate. You hear so much coming out of that horn that is far beyond just the notes that she's playing. Sometimes Lakeisha Benjamin's music has been, you know, pretty fun, funky pop party, you know, soul funk. And then the Coltrane record was you oh, know, yeah. such a profound, deep journey into the partnership, the spiritual partnership of John and Alice. Here she really combines those elements, I think, the depth, the profundity, the passion. But it's also a really fun record to listen to. It's got such great contributions from people like Patrice Russian and Georgia Ann Muldrow. And they're all doing things that I didn't expect from these people. Uh, Lakeisha really pushed them into new territories, I think. Yeah, and this record, she really is just proclaiming her power on this record. She says that she's constantly feeling like she's fighting to be her authentic self and to be heard and seen. And I think with this, you know, it's undeniable. She's on the cover of so many magazines right now, Downbeat, I mean, Jazzwise UK, New York Times, and I think this is her time, literally. I was really struck by all of the ambient sounds and noises that she works in. You know, we heard the sirens and the gunshots, which was so startling, such a startling way to open this record. Uh, and then there you take a cut like Supernova, that's really almost like a sound collage. What a woman is thinking, feeling, like, wants, Life wants to create. 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 We get their authentic voices, but they are um, treated in a certain way that they become very cosmic. And I love that. Mm. I love that, too. Jazz saxophonist Lakeisha Benjamin, her powerful new record is called Phoenix. We still have a few more releases that we want to highlight for this week. But first, we need to take a short break. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers, Kiana Faircloth, and Tariq Moody. And we're looking at the best new albums out now on January 27th. We start the second half of our show off with the singer Samia. Her new one is called Honey. This is the song Amelia. Who's that shadow kicking sunset Running up with Muriel to catch the last song Do it, do it, do it for now, the 
with us, Sammy Affinity, lives here in Nashville, but grew up in New York and is the daughter of Kathy Najimi, who, if you're a Hocus Pocus fan, you just got to thrill, run up your spine. And uh, Dan Finnerty, also an actor and a musician behind uh, Dan beloved, the Dan Band, the beloved comic rock band, the Dan Band. So we could talk about Sammy as the daughter of uh, celebrities, but instead let's talk about her community, because I think that's what really makes this record so beautiful. That track you just played, Robin, it's called Amelia after Amelia Meath of Sylvan Esso. And uh, Samia made this record at the studio that Amelia and uh, her partner in Sylvan Esso, Nick Sanborn, own in North Carolina. And other people who are important to this record include one of my very favorite under-the-radar singer-songwriters, Christian Lee Hudson, who wrote, co-wrote a lot of the songs. Samia, you know, she's, she's still really young. She's only in her early mid-20s, but what a writer. I really think she is such a great song crafter. I mean, her lyrics. Yeah. I've been reading a lot of short stories from the 80s recently, people like Raymond Carver and Ann Beatty. And And Samia's writing has some of that quality. Like the lyrics are sometimes kind of minimal, but just the telling details really drive home the stories. And uh, the stories are are sometimes of great trauma, heartbreak, uh, but she tells them so resonantly with these incredible details and also with a lot of humor. I love that about her writing too. You listen to a song like Pink Balloon, Hmm. Uh, and lyrically, we, you know, it's in part about the pain we carry with us. Your mom keeps threatening suicide on holidays. Your sister's in L.A. making dinner with fresh produce. And whether it's a fallacy, you sing of love persistently. Sometimes when you sing to me, I still believe I know you. I found Pink Balloon, I found this song to be just absolutely devastating. And, and Nan, you talk about how she picks up on these little details that I haven't quite heard in breakup songs before, like on the song Sea Lions, which is about a relationship that's gone bad. But she just picks on these little details that, like I said, I just haven't really heard put quite the way she puts it in these songs. I don't want to talk I don't really want to work it out We're too far gone I just want to see your house You're looking at me like I'm the stranger Standing in your mirror. Our breathing song, where she's, uh, I think, talking about possibly sexual assault, certainly violation, certainly a toxic relationship. And the way she uses the phrase no, no, no throughout that song, it becomes musical, it becomes a motif. I said, Can I just sleep on the airbed? No, 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 no. But it's also applied to all these different situations with this 
person who is not respecting her boundaries. This is beautifully constructed. I feel like there's a whole strain of music that comes out of the Third Eye Blind song, Semi-Charmed Life, <laughs> which is songs that seem giddy and, and liberating, but are actually about subjects like addiction or toxicity or, you know, emotional violence. And I feel like uh, Sammy is in touch with that here. Sammy is the singer. Her really poignant, beautiful new album is called Honey. Also out today is one from the Toronto-based artist Jonah Yano. It's called Portrait of a Dog. This is the opening cut called Always. Can I be home by quarter to six, quarter to twelve hits, and so is my head, it weighs heavy on the corner of your bed, the night is colder with the wind, and I'm walking through the skeleton of the city that I'm in, and I colored and colored and colored and I've been a fan of his voice. It's this 60s soulful voice that has like hints of Smokey Robinson on it. On the surface, it's just a beautiful record, like full of jazz, but like blues and folk all weaved throughout. But you dig deeper into the inspiration behind his album, it became like a gut punch on the fleeting of life. His grandfather was losing his memory, so he flew home to spend a couple weeks with his grandparents, and he decided to record that time with his grandparents who played a huge role in his music and you can hear his grandfather on tracks like so sweets get their music out and say this is from my uncle and where his grandfather uh, mentions, get your music out and say, this is for my uncle. And his grandmother comes on, tries to correct some stuff. And then I was just like, because my grandparents are dead, I never got a chance to record my grandparents and what they all went through down south. And it's sort of like, wow, this is became even more than just a, a musical journey for me, become more of a looking at life as just as precious as life is, right? And you hear it through the music, you hear it through his, his songwriting, through the lyrics and also there's elements that also deals with that at that time he's going through a breakup relationship as well you see this recurring theme throughout our albums here but this was really became really personal for me listening to this record I want to get a recorder and go home my parent my dad just turned 77 you know my mom is getting up in age so it's like I need to go start interviewing my parents because I never got a chance to do that for my grandparents and that's what I took away from this album. Do it, do it, definitely do it. Yeah, I love Always. Always, it just has such a contemplative and comforting nature to it and his his friend, Felix Fox, is on the piano on this one and as you mentioned, Tariq, he's dealing with heartbreak and he wrote this song for his brother, Azusa, who was also going through heartbreak at the same time. So 
you can really feel how family is so important to him through this music. Mm -hmm. And the way his voice just kind of floats, it's really gorgeous. I, I really love this album. Jonah Yano, the album is called Portrait of a Dog. And as we near the end of January, the release schedule is starting to pick up. So there are, as always, more great albums out today than we could fit in a single show. So let's take a minute uh, before we go to mention some of our personal favorites out today. And we'll start with you. Well, it's a special week because one of my absolutely favorite artists and people, Joe Henry, has a new album out. It's called All the Eye Can See. I left behind all that I could, took what I might need, walked myself into the wood where mountains grow to see. Their yearlings tumble at my feet. Rolling on their way Back before this all began Then far beyond today Joe Henry has been a favorite of mine since the 90s. He's a really uh, profound thinker, beautiful songwriter, great producer as well. He's produced uh, records by probably one of your favorite artists. He's worked with tons of people. A few years back, he was diagnosed with cancer. He's been dealing with that for a while. He's doing well now. And so uh, he started making music reflecting on mortality, but the records became more hymn-like, I think more elegaic. He made one called The Gospel According to Water in 2019 that was very spare. But this one, he also made that way, just him at home. But then he decided he needed to have more voices, more community on it. And, you know, Joe Henry's Rolodex is pretty much unrivaled. So <laughs> <laughs> we have Daniel Lanois, Allison Russell and JT Nero, Madison Cunningham, Rose Cousins, the Milk Carton Kids. The list goes on. Lisa Hannigan, Mark Rebo, Bill Frizzell, and of course Joe's son Levon Henry also appears on this uh, album playing saxophone. And the result is this kind of intense intimacy and introspection that then is built out by this community. Kiana. My pick this week comes from a trio, Night Beauty. Ask yourself. What's the point of freedom? of Candace Hoyes, who's the vocalist for the group and sampler controller, double bassist Mimi Jones and percussionist and beat maker Val Genti. This track, Moon Liberation Walk, kind of deals with them moving through from black girlhood to womanhood and all that it means to pass through this portal. There's a video that's attached to this song where they're jumping rope and you'll see images of girls kind of, you know, turning double dutch rope and the space in between that rope sort of represents a portal that you go into when you're moving from girlhood to womanhood. So here it is, Mood Liberation Walk by Night Beauty. Tariq. Well, I'm going to start off like my pick. I'm going to keep it simple. It's cold. It's snowing. My pick is something to keep me warm, and it's, it's, it's Dancehall Superstar Pop Can. Stadium, 
head in at the big Fanta. Them know me at the god like one of Jesus' son. Yeah, sharp on me heavy. Chain on me neck, can buy a couple Chevy. Mm, jiggle up your body for me, baby. No say your love when me come in at your belly. Yeah. New album on Drake's label, OVO Sound. Great is he. And it's just pure, unadulterated bravado dance hall that gets you ready for spring and summer, which probably won't hit here in Milwaukee till June, but I'll take what I can get. And the single week on Don just, just puts me in the right space. And I'll mention the latest installment in the Bob Dylan bootleg series. It's out now. It's called Fragments. It's from the Time Out of Mind sessions from 1996 to 1997. While I was sleeping I'm sick of love That I'm in the thick of it This kind of love I'm sick of it Five discs of outtakes and demos, more than six hours of music, six hours of music, I, I don't know how many of you were listening to this record when it came out. I, I remember when Time Out of Mind came out. It's, it's got to have been nearly 30 years ago now. And thinking, wow, we're so lucky. We're so lucky we still have Dylan. What a treasure, you know? <laughs> he was like 53 or something. <laughs> right. I remember that too. I was like, oh, he's so old. He's old as the hills. But, but he, he was not the... even old enough to be a member of ARP at that time. But he was 35 years into his career at that point and put out what I thought and still think is one of his all-time best albums, Time Out of Mind. Uh, I've been waiting for this, this one to come up in the Bootleg series, so very excited that it's finally here. Fragments from Bob Dylan. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. My thanks to Ann Powers, Kiana Faircloth, and Treek Moody. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. This is always so fun. Thank you so thanks much. Thanks, Robin. Our show was produced with help from Bob Boylan. Our VP for visuals and music at NPR is Keith Jenkins. If you'd like a list of everything that we played and talked about this week, you'll find it in the episode description in your podcast feed. It's also on our website at npr.org slash allsongs. Sign up for our weekly newsletter to keep up with the latest Tiny Desks, playlists, interviews, and more. You'll find it at npr.org slash music newsletter. All one word, music newsletter. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well, and be sure to make time to treat yourself to lots of music. I'd give anything to be with you.